greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for four great services, 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. At The Good Land, Ifako Bus Stop, Owaranshoki Obutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo David. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Global Impact Church. Think great. Be honored, Lord. I give you praise and glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To you alone be all the glory. Speak to us tonight. Open our hearts to receive. Make us fruit bearers. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, welcome tonight. And I, I want to just share a bit from my heart. I had an experience with my pastor some few weeks ago. And of course, I might not be able to give the details of the experience, but it actually got me thinking uh, as a pastor too and as a father. And I think um, I was talking a bit about this in the fourth service on Sunday at the end because it's been there for weeks. And I let it out a bit in the fourth service towards the end of the service. And I want to try and dwell on it a bit in this service. I think it will be a blessing. I'm sure God will give me opportunity of doing that on a Sunday. Uh, but our Sundays are be scheduled because of our month of total health. But it's like the heart of a father at the experience I had with him, some situations came up, and I, I, it really got me thinking. And I, I think it's important that as a father, you also, um, also talk to your people. Praise the Lord. Now, the principal thing a pastor owes the congregation is wisdom and understanding. And the earlier a congregation knows that, the better. If there's anything a pastor owes the congregation is wisdom and what? Understanding. A pastor, a shepherd is principally to feed. Even if the shepherd has to direct, uh, in terms of giving you direction, it comes from the feeding word, the word of God, the wisdom of God. Every other thing are not the thing. So your pastor might not like visit you, your pastor might not shake your hands, your pastor might not be so close to you, but if you capture that part and you capture it well, you are made. Wisdom and what? Understanding. Because if you don't understand that, you will be misprioritizing your focus in a ministry. And that means any opportunity for pastors, or especially for your lead pastor, sharing the word is a critical moment in your life. Because that's the principal thing is sent to you. Wisdom and understanding. In Jeremiah 3, verse 15, Jeremiah 3, verse 15, it says, and I will give you pastors and I will give you shepherds, or you can call them pastors, according to my heart, who will do what? Feed you. Feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. That is their primary role, as it were, in your life. Even if it's about divine protection, it will come through the word of God. If it is about business breakthroughs, it will come through the word of God. So, what time is critical to the sheep? And don't let anything take that away from you. Be careful, especially if you're a leader in the church or you're a worker, because working itself is important to your spiritual well-being. But don't let that take the place of receiving 
wisdom and knowledge. Don't get into activities so much that the devil now begins to make you miss wisdom time, knowledge time. Because when you miss it there, you have missed your pastor. The times we shake hands together, the times you hug, the times you greet, the time is not, we, we don't really, uh, you know, impart wisdom and understanding like you do it in a service. So if you're a worker in the church or you're a leader in the church, thank God for the assignments God has placed in your hand, but at the back of your heart, you don't toy with the time that time that's why you get the cds of your pastor you get the books of your pastor after that experience i had to also myself go after my pastor's books again because you can think you know something and you know don't know it i had to go back some tapes that are in my phones get them back to refresh one of the books that was imp- that's very important I got back to the book and read it from cover to cover and I felt very different. And I actually looked at it. If there's anything this man has gifted me with that has produced in my life is the wisdom and knowledge. Luke chapter 10 verse 38. Now I'm going somewhere. Luke chapter 10 verse 38 we had a very classic example of uh, what I'm trying to explain. He said, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named what? Martha welcomed him into her house. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and what? And heard his word. She sat. They say, where you settle with the settled word, your life will be settled. She sat at Jesus' feet and heard this word. It looked like a foolish thing. Look at verse 40. Which, but Martha was what? Now, I like the way NKJV puts it. In KJV, they didn't say Martha. It's a Martha was combat. But this one says, but Martha was what? Distracted with much. Now, this is what Satan does. It will not be a distraction if he's not legitimate. I mean, she wasn't going out of town to greet her neighbors. What she's doing is legitimate. But the devil knows that if this person can capture this wisdom and knowledge, they will be better than Jesus himself in, in, in that sense. So he tries to create... Now, your own distraction might not be matter's distraction. One distraction that I realized recently... Who has a notebook there? Sorry, Pastor, I have to use this. One major distraction is this thing. Research finds that when we write things down, what happens? We don't what? We don't read it. In your subconscious, it's like, I, I know it. No, your book knows it. So I had to go and read the notes again, and it will amaze you treasures in your note. But for Martha, it was like, you know, but Martha was distracted with much serving. You can be a worker and walk yourself into backsliding. Am I making sense? You can be an usher and backslide while you are standing. Because you start well. I mean, you start with the right motive of serving. But after a while, the activity consumes you so much that you don't even hear the word anymore. We encourage our workers, you are an usher, usher in one service and sit in one. You understand? That one you sit, sit properly. You will worship with God's people and hear the word and maintain your spiritual fitness. You are first and foremost a Christian before you are a worker. He said, but Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to what? To serve alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. It doesn't look, it looks legitimate. But look at Jesus' answer. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about what? Many things, verse 42, but one thing. Somebody echo with me one thing. Say it again, one thing. And that one thing is what your pastor, he sent to you. 
That's why at times in life, it looks like your pastor does much more in your life than your parents, natural parents. He said, one thing is needed. And Mary has what? Chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Amazing. I thought Jesus would say, oh, Mary, leave, leave me. Go and be run up and down. Perhaps there's a time for what Martha was doing and a time for this. But when there's an opportunity, because look, like my pastor said, there's some things when you open the Bible, even if you put your head down for 10 years, you might understand it. One second service can open it up. One associate pastor can be preaching and then what you didn't see for three months, boom. Just one verse, you'll be reading like a Greek. Reading like, a, like, like, like something you don't understand. That's why it's understanding. Most of the time, understanding comes through the mouth of the shepherd God sends to you as a person. Now, hearing and applying what you are taught. Somebody say applying. Somebody say it a bit louder. Uh-huh. Hearing and applying is key to your becoming fruitful. That word fruitful should be, let me say it like this. You should be crazy about it. Hmm. Somebody say fruitful. You can't be fruitful if you don't hear. But hearing is not enough. It is applying what you are taught that produces the fruits in your life. So the challenge we have now is this. There are many hearers, but very few what? I want to say applicants. <laughs> few, few what? Few what? Appliers. Let's use let's appliers for the sake of this service. Now, we're going to be uh, hitting ourselves below the belt now. What is the evidence that you are applying it? Hmm? What? The fruits. So, when a pastor gives wisdom and knowledge and understanding to a people, what is he expecting back? Huh? Huh? The results, you call it fruits. In our Pentecostal language, we call it testimonies or fruits. It, 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 there are dimensions to it. My little experience now as a father, both natural father and spiritual father, I realize that fathers Oh, it's an unconscious thing. And as you're, if you're a bit older here, you get on, you understand what I'm trying to say. Fathers gravitate towards what? Fruits. Sometimes they gravitate towards it to the annoyance of the unfruitful. To the envy of the unfruitful. Of which, if the unfruitful does not manage it well, to the destruction of the unfruitful. When your father begins to report older people to you, something is not okay. I had to, I mean, thank God for the measure of fruits that we have as a church and little here and there. But I understand that even the Jesus you serve goes after fruits. Somewhere along the line, your face might not matter anymore. Your longevity in a place might not make any meaning. It is what? Fruits. Many of you have parents, if not all of us. And it sometimes is the fight in the family. When it looks like uh, daddy and mommy is gravitating towards the person that has what? Fruits. I've experienced that in a very bitter way. The other side is not good. Don't like it. You just be crazy about fruit. And I need to tell you this. If you must be fruitful, please, the things you are hearing from me, your pastor, 
We play a lot. Your greatest assignment is to apply it. If you leave services every week, every month, and you go home, I don't live with you at home, I don't know how you do everything, and you don't apply it, the cumulation of years will expose you. Somehow, fathers want to listen to those who are fruitful. I'm telling you now, you too are a parent, and as you grow, you understand it. And you can't blame them because it looks like for this person to produce this fruit, he or she must know what he's doing so I can listen. But if somebody else is not producing fruit, you begin to doubt. That does he know what he's doing at all? And it's, it's, it's not too palatable when you have a voice and you can't be heard. Now, I said, don't get into church politics. Others, I know somebody, man, this pastor, we are very close. Whether you close anybody, be close to the thing you are being taught and apply. Don't let activities drown you. Then this one says, don't end up being a hypocrite. Hypocrite is somebody that is acting like you are applying. We've all done it before somehow. You know, you can act in church like a tither. You can be excited in church, and yet you've not tithed for like six months. You know, nobody will know. That's how you can act like you're applying what you're saying. Don't, don't end up being a hypocrite. And then, of course, don't let familiarity rob you of destiny. Sometimes people get so familiar with that word, that understanding that they are so familiar, they don't even do it. Somebody else will say confession. Somebody else speaks like a crazy person and begins to confess. But somebody else has had it for too many years. He doesn't even confess anymore. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I mean, this, as, I'm, as I teach about this, I'll still be talking about the things I do. I still do confessions. Like a, like a young Christian, I still do confessions. I still do confessions. I still, I still did it yesterday evening. In fact, when I don't have enough time to pray... And there's no energy, I confess, because as I've spoken in his ears, he will perform. Okay, this is a midweek service. There was a ceremony somewhere, my dad was there, he's older. I came late, I couldn't make it on time. They were with everybody. As I entered the place, my dad stood up from where he was and was running towards me. I felt very embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. He, he did it unconsciously. It is something man standing up. He was talking with everybody, family. And uh, I just stood up and was coming like to greet. No, I should run to you. I want you to be crazy about producing fruits. If you do fake, it will not last. Abby. If you hold a, you know those, have you been to a party before somewhere, somebody's house, you see some fruits on the table. From afar, it looks like what? You know those things? But it's plastic, isn't it? Uh-huh. And then you are excited, you now rush there, and as you touch it, bada, bada, ah, what do you do? Uh, so if you do fake, it, it will be dropped. Let me show you some scriptures that I think would also provoke um, some of us here today. Uh, Luke 13, verse 6. So that you will some teaching Nigerian tradition or African tradition. Luke 13, verse 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in where? In his what? And he came what? Is he seeking for the plant? What's he looking for? Is seeking for fruits on it and what? After investment of word of understanding in a people, a father, a shepherd seeks for fruits. Okay, I have taught you this thing for years. What has he been able to produce in your life? Especially if it's by mistake producing in this in this, in that life. 
He came seeking fruit on it and found none. Verse 7. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, What do you do? Look for how many years? He said, look for three years. <laughs> I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree. And what? What do you do? What do you do? I realized that if there's anything that God reacts to in a very harsh way, it doesn't look like it encourages it, it's lack of fruitfulness. Oh, if you are sick, say, visit the sick. He said, cut it down. Why does he use up what? Is occupying space. Let something else take that place. Three years. He's just there with trees. Nothing. Look at verse 8. They now begged. But the answer and said to him, Sir, let it alone. How many years? One year. Let me correct him. Let me explain to them. Let it's until I dig around it and what? Let's, let's, let's see what we can do. Let's, another one year. Let's push on fertilizer. Verse 9. And if it bears fruits, what happened? Well. But if not, after that, you can what? How many years together? It's four years. <laughs> Maybe somebody is in this service, you are in your own last year. Now, the last year doesn't mean you will die, oh, but the, you will be replaced. He said, why is it taking the ground? Move it out. Said, okay, let's give it one more year. Let's fertilize it. Let's dig around it. Applying the great principles of God's covenant you hear in this church must never become useless in your life. That's my principal assignment to you. It is this God that brought us together now. Nothing else as it were. And there are many things I've thought. In, you know why one of the things I, when that, that, that issue happened my pastor? I remember a story of one of our top leaders in church, even if it was a, a pastor, that the mother called Pastor Bimbo some time ago. And said, help us beg him. There used to be a pastor in your church. Help us beg him that from whatever he's earning, that even if he's one cobble, he should give us. That day, Pastor Bimbo got home, and when she told me, I was shocked because the person does not appear like that. So I said, call the mother back. Is it that he missed it last month? You know, some mothers are very overbearing. He maybe missed it last month. He said, no, several months. And I will be shouting, honor thy father and thy mother that it may be what? And I, I, I shout it like a madman. Sometimes I even give raw examples of things I do. Unknown to me, this top person is not even applying it. It can't be well like that. Never. It's scriptural. We can hug, but it cannot be well like that. And I can't honor your parents. Do I even know your parents? So I can't do it on your behalf. I'm giving that example to show you the issue of application. One of our leaders last year had two accidents back to back. One, two, three weeks. I was wondering. While I was, I was encouraging, I was angry. Encouraging, I was angry. Ah, what? This thing looks somehow. Ah, you would have died. What's all this? I said, come, come, what's the problem? He said with his mouth that actually for some months I've not been tightening regularly. <laughs> you just die for free. The devourer is looking for something. The way this thing is happening, we need to cover it up. We need to cover it up before something was happening. So what is the matter? Actually, I've been busy. Some pro I borrowed some money, some loans. And, you know, because of that, ah, 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 ah. Copeland taught me, even if you are owing, it is titan that we bless you to be able to pay back. I remember that city. He said, if you are owing anybody, and you know you cannot pay. He said, from the money you earn, when you tithe, you pray to God for his blessings so that you can what? Repay back. Then you should now honorably, honorably call the people and explain that you are not able to pay the full thing. I had it. It's not tithing. Money to pay is not being paid. Calamity upon calamity. So you can be in church for years and not be a covenant child indeed. 
Just be a Pentecostal Christian. Just, just I'm, I'm in church. I'm in church. One day, Reverend Sam sent me a text many years ago. These are texts you want to keep. He said, I'm proud of you. You know how to convert the anointing into progress. That they love when they pray for people. And the prayer can be seen on the thing they are doing. You could hear the voice of someone that is working for you. Or you are working it. And understand that text perfectly. After some years, your father will be either consciously or unconsciously seeking fruits. I lay hands. I teach blessing the poor. I do this one. So, okay, so I can't help you. I can't do your career for you now. I can't. You, so, so offer. And there's a level of input somebody has in your life. They stop the input. It's not that it's a sin. They don't hate you. They just stop the input. You force them to stop it. You know that um, if, you, if they continue, they are foolish people. The guy said, after three years, let's try it one. After one year, got it. Go and carry your fertilizer somewhere else. Our lives should not be like that. And even these fruits we're talking about, me, I'm still dissatisfied though at my level. So many of us need to really wake up. You know, I've noticed that even parents, when they send us to school, education, after the everything, you'll be talking in the house, you take uh, money, money for every month, after no problem. You're not finished serving. <laughs> The language begins to change. Uh, so what's happening now? Uh, I'm applying. Uh, apply. <laughs> that is, uh, I've tried. Can be feeding you. I said in the fourth service that one of the most burdensome thing in this world is when an adult needs to be carrying another adult. Please stand up, sir. And people are laughing, but they saw it. Now it's an adult. One of the most burdensome thing in this world. Is when an adult has to be carrying another adult. The carrier and the carrier are not comfortable. Yes or no? If I try to carry him now, he can't balance. Me, I'm not balanced. Him is not balanced. It's one of the most frustrating things. But if I bring a five-year-old boy here now, small boy, you just pull him joyfully and ride on. Thank you. And my pastor said, how long will you carry adults on your back? You are wasting your time. They know. That you are carrying the person does not settle the matter. They know. How long will you carry adults on your back? Mark 11 verse 12. So I had to decide that, ah, my pastor is not always with me, but when sons gather, your fruits will show for you. So it doesn't have to be there to be checking and applying it. It's your, own, it's your own personal cup of tea. <laughs> now, the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. We, all, we are familiar with this story. But it also shows you, I, 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 you, you can point to how many scriptures, sir, that Jesus Christ reacted to a matter like this. If you have any, self. He said, now the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry, verse 13, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. Is it leaves you need from a fruit tree? Eh? Because some of us, we confuse leaves with what? Are you hearing me? Activity, paraphernalia, they are two different things. So, do you eat purple leaves? Do you eat pineapple leaves? When last did you eat orange leaves? Say that orange tree every year is always like this. <laughs> Except you're looking for shade only. He said, he said, he went to see if perhaps he could find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but what? For it was not the season. It was not even the season for the figs. But see the reaction, verse 14. Normally, he should have said, okay, when I come during your season... You must have it. But see, he, he said, in response, Jesus said to it, let no one, what? Eat fruit from you ever again. Ah, that's harsh. But that's to, to see how he reacts to fruits. And then by verse 20, verse 20, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree, what? 
dried up from the roots that you're not producing fruits away. It's almost like the four-year test that we saw. And then we have John 15, verse 1 and 2. It's not what you write down that makes you great. Writing is very important, I write. But it's application of the covenant. I'm crazy about it. I want to apply those principles. Not just apply, I want to see the fruits. Glory to God. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Verse 2, every branch, now look at this. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, what does he do? But, and every branch that what? Bears fruit. What does it do? That it may what? Now this is what I noticed in life. I've experienced it with people. There are some people that they don't appear holy to you. You understand? They don't appear like, you know, but they are producing some fruits that matter to Christ. I just noticed that after a season, God himself works on them. The thing you are using to despise them, Shebi, Shebi, the thing now leaves them and they now produce more fruits. Are you that you are holy with, three, with leaves? I've seen it in some pastor lives that some things are not okay, but they are producing fruits. And then suddenly, I mean, you, you will not be there. God just take them to a particular seminar or a particular place. And that thing which wasn't okay, he prunes them, works on them. By the time you see them next, that thing is no more there and their fruits are growing. To show you how much he prefers fruits. That this one is even bearing fruits. I will work on it. I will encourage it. I will. Pruning means trimming. He's the one that does it all. He will organize how that person can be more fruitful. Haven't you read the parable of the man that was given? How many talents? Is it five? Five? One was given what? Two? One was given one? Did you see the attitude? How? He said, you. Your five has become ten. Oh, yeah. Take extra. The other one. And the other one that had only one, talking stories, leaves. Excuses. They are dangerous to fruitfulness. It's a major enemy. Do you know you have a legitimate excuse not to pray for a week? If you explain to a fool very well, that if, if not for the weather. It was too hot in the room. Even when you pray two minutes like this, you'll be sweating. Say, so it's true. The weather is, and the second was even hotter. So for three, four days, no prayer. You will meet it somewhere. You have every excuse not to tithe. Yes or no? If you have 10,000 naira comes in, you calculate transport money, 8,674 naira. You got in the bus. By the time you calculate it, it was almost 15,000 for six changes or six years. An excuse is not a reason. My two principal mentors, David Oedepo and Samadei Yemi, they are aging now. I realized that like joke, like joke, they gravitate those who are fruitful. Nobody has time to waste anymore when they hit 50. Even you two should not have that time. When they were still 42, they can be playing. Now they don't have time. I can't be wasting my investment. I can't be wasting my time, my effort. So there's this concept. It's either unconscious, whatever it is, there's this concentration on those who are fruitful. It's wiser. Ah. It's driving me to apply more, not to be closer. To apply more. The application is what makes you closer. Learn that too. The application, because it will produce certain fruits that cannot be ignored. <laughs> when they think it like this and think it like that, you can't be moved out of that radar. But the moment you're not in that radar for a while, it will look like they don't like you. It's not they don't like you. They are focusing on fruits. Am I making sense? Let us concentrate on being fruitful. That is why genuine testimonies from the Bible matters to a genuine pastor. Genuine testimonies from what? From what? From the Bible matters to a genuine pastor. Some parents are even so lopsided in this thing. If a child is producing fruit from Yahoo, they follow him. That's just to let you know how the fruit thing is. 
Just that is produced. Oh, yeah, it's okay. You can even think in an awkward way. It's okay. They will still try to follow that person. But that's not the best. That's all right. When you apply God's word, <laughs> it is very sweet. One of the things I learned over the years is honoring my pastor with gifts as God puts in my heart, which I put a system to it. And as God knows, I've been consistent in the last 15 years, even when we need heaven and earth in our family. Because your prosperity has a lot to do with your prophet. A lot. Just blessing. Ask your level. I learned it from Kenneth Copeland when I was on campus. That he that tarried by the stove shall part alike. First Samuel chapter 30. They were going to fight war. Eh? And then uh, when they got to a particular place, some of the men were tired. Are you hearing me? So the ones that were tired, they told them to stay and keep the goods. The others that were still energetic, they went with David to fight. When they now went to fight, they were able to recover everything. So when they got back, those guys that were tired, <laughs> the soldiers said, no, we will not give them anything since they didn't follow us to the front. They said, no, nobody will listen to you. He that tarried by the stuff shall part alike with the one that went to the war front. Part, partnership. So when you partner with a man of God by supporting his life, he's in the war front. Any reward that enters his life, God will share you. It's a message for another day. It's divine partnership. I learned it when I was on campus and I've been building on it. That's why a pastor in Port Harcourt can say, one day, I was sleeping, and God, God showed me revelation to go and meet this man of God, this great man of God. And as I was going, I was going, his face now changed to your own face. Because somewhere in the realm of the spirit, you are, you are walking in the same pedestal. So God, as he woke up, said, God said, if you cannot reach that person, go and meet this one. If you see this one, you have seen that person. And then he begins to now relate with me. And what sometimes he will give. <laughs> my pastor. He said, God says, he'll give it to you. There's a part I like. A pastor called me some weeks ago. He needed to pay two point something million for something. He said, he was praying. He was praying. He was praying. He was praying. God said, he should go and sow 200,000 as a seed somewhere. He said, as he stood up on the prayer, he was carrying the money to their own church. God said, no, 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 not your church. This man of God. Ah. He said, I, I can't get to him. Hey, give it to this person. He now called me. <laughs> he now sent me the money. He said, there's something he's believing God for. That day, he didn't tell me the amount. He said, but well, I should just pray. Me, I said, if I collect this money and I pray, <laughs> God said, I should not be thinking like that. <laughs> you know, God, God, God. God said, very funny. He's like a trap now. I will spend money, spend money, and I don't. What if he doesn't receive it? He said, ah, one chance. Spiritual one chance. Hmm. But when he was talking, I understood what he was saying. So I prayed for him. I just left it. Said, well, I didn't ask him. I didn't, I, you sent him. So I had the money. <laughs> so last week, he now called. Said, Sorry, I forgot to tell you. That thing, the next week, the money was over complete. And I paid. And I was rejoicing. If you know how many places I have preached that they can't get to Reverend Samadayemi or get to this particular pastor and God said we should come and meet you. That's when you have entered it. You will prosper. You will bear fruits. I will be proud of you. Hmm. You all know when we are in primary school now, when you carry 41 out of 46, and your uncle comes to the house, your mother tells you, stay in this room if you come out. You don't know the reason, you'll be angry. What, what have I done? You have done many things. <laughs> but you don't even know what you have done. Now, I'm not saying that because somebody came 41 is a failure, but I'm provoking you to good works. 
They will tell you to stay. They will ask after you. They say, he's around, he's playing. The reason is they don't want them to start asking you questions. How was your exam? And children can lie. If his tooth is removed on his front, if I, what do you call? What do you Disgracing the parents. But when I came second, they said, go and serve on cool coke. Ah, parents. How are you? school? Fine. Go and go ask. Uncle, did they, I came first. Wow. You will now bring up money and give you. That's the raw part of those things I'm saying now. There's this proverb. I'm sorry, it's in Yoruba language. It's a poem. Some of us are, you know, I'll try and interpret it. It's on my wall at home. Is it at home? Yes, at home. So, so every time I'm trying to be lazy, I get back to it. I will read it and we pray. Psalm 45. So I'll, I'll try. Some of you know it. If you're not Yoruba, I'm sorry. It's a poem, but I'll try and um, do the English part. Maybe to help some of us to wake up on time. It says, the title is Ishe Logun. Ishe. You know, I have it on my wall. And one day, I went to one of our um, daughter's schools, primary school, primary two. And as we sat down, the kids came out. And their presentation was, I was shocked, almost in tears. Ishe Logun. Ishe. Ishe is what? Work. Ishe is what? It's not poverty, it's wretchedness. Ishe Logun. Ishe means work is the antidote to wretchedness. Murasi Ishe Oremi. He said, work hard and work smart, my friend. He said, laughing denigiga. Hard and smart work brings success. When there is no one to rely on, it's like we are lazy. When there is no one to trust, now, it says, that is, when there is no one to rely or depend on, we focus more on our work. You understand? Your mother might be rich. Your father may own a thousand and one horses. If you rely on them, in truth. No, this English is not correct here. <laughs> you are done for. No, that's it. That's it. What, what, what is it? He said, He said, He said, in truth, you might on the sinking ground. No, no. You are done for if you depend on. <laughs> My pastor told his children. If you wait for inheritance, you might even die before I die. He said, he said I've covenanted with God for a long life. So the earlier you walk on your life, <laughs> you know, when we're grown up, so we pray that the father should die. When you pray, somebody should die, don't say die. Uh, 80, 90. Ah, uh, uh, but that is 120. You already 80. What the fuck are you going to be receiving? <laughs> I didn't get that well. But it means families are like the arm, while extended family are like the elbow. If you are loved by the world today, do you understand? If you have money, they will love you tomorrow. If you are still, they will still love you. Hmm. If you have an esteemed position, you will be honored with fake laughter. Mike Mudok was talking about money. One I said, when you have resources and fruits, even when your jokes are not funny. <laughs> have you noticed it before? Ah, that's a year for you. This is a very funny, sir. Hey. If you don't have anything, you can't even be joking anyway. 
the joke will not come on. <laughs> if you unfortunately lose your money or position, Koribi wanting Nimusio, they will start Nimusio. What's Nimusio? At your back. There is suffering for the foolish child. And there is sorrow for the child. I have no plan or vision. Don't waste your formative years, my friend. Work hard and plan well now because time waits for no one. J.F. Odunjo. These are part of the things that stir me up a bit. It's on my wall. I just, you just start getting the study. You just mistakenly see one line. Young J.F. Odunjo. You just see that. You just... I'm, going to work. I'm telling you, there are many times I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like going to work. Charles Cap says, God said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Charles comes. He said, that is not feeling. It has nothing to do with feelings. It has a lot to do with decision making. He asked in that book, he said, do you ever feel like going to work every morning? But do you go to work? He said, so, he said, obeying God's commandment has nothing to do. If I said, when you obey, the feelings will come. If you allow your emotions and feelings to run your life, be careful that poverty does not destroy your future. Morasi, John Law, get to your work. Time is going. Nobody played football at 48. Do we have anybody playing presently at 48? Even if it's played at 48, if you check it, it's been played since 24. One of our guys traveled out to play very good player. When he got to the place in Europe, he was going through all kinds of training. By the time everything happened, two or three years had passed. He had injury one time. By the time they were now ready to use him, age counted against him. He had to start training to coach. Life is times and seasons. I'll be 43 in March. My head is running like hot water. Because if you add seven to that, I'll be 50. There are some things you can't do again after 50. In our pastor's ministry, there is an age when you resign. One day told them, those people that left, they might not amount to anything again. It looks like a very bad statement. And that's why, because of this age. That research shows that when you pass this particular age, you won't bend again. And the world they are going to requires a lot of Bending. So the straightness will limit what they can do. And life will not wait for anyone. Have you seen FIFA ranking? All those FIFA ranking? Whether you have NFA problem in Nigeria, does it stop the ranking? If you misbehave, they will rank you low. Today now, they rank Nigeria world poverty. 152. 152. I want to be young at heart. Don't ever outgrow application. Don't ever outgrow committed work. Don't ever allow supervisory role to move into oblivion. The people doing it will be paid. So still be doing. I'm begging you. Don't ever let this our cultural nonsense of age. I'm not the supervisor. I'm not the head of this one. And then the people in the team are the one doing the work. They go for the exercises. They go for the rigorous work. The rigorous work that took you to where you are because you're not supervisor. You now stop it. You are gone. You are gone. You are gone. You are gone. Be careful. Be careful. Am I making some sense to me? When you apply the things we teach here from God's word, I can guarantee you a, you'll be a high flyer. 
those fruits, Abrahamic fruits, me, I know they are real. I know them like my right hand. I put it to work joyfully, especially when opportunities show. For instance, now I had to work on my prayer life some few months ago. I've been praying, you know, but I had to put more pressure on it because the higher you go, the more battles you face. And I realized that when the devil wants to attack, don't you watch films? When they catch a man, what do they do if they can't catch him? Huh? They catch what? No, not the family, not the family. They catch people closest to him, like you're close to me. <laughs> they will not come. I put it. They go there. They know that we get is what? So your prayer covering is beyond you. And that requires violence. You can't touch anything close to me. Your thinking of it dying. That you're even thinking. You have to grow. You're a leader, pastor, you can't pray. You waste the to handle your time. Time is going. When we were hitting year 2000, it looks like uh, end of the world. Like joke, 18 has entered that 2000. Do you understand that? I remember the millennium, see, millennium, millennium, like 2000. Eh? Because 1991, 1992, it looks like it can never be 2000. Eh? It will soon be 2035. If we take care of the days, the years will take care of themselves. Make every day count. If you rest one day, it's okay. The next day, do double. You will never regret it. I'm telling you. Ah, be fruitful. When man was created, what did he say? And from the beginning, it's been on the creator's mind. So I want to beg you not to be letting leaves distract you. Walking around, distract you. It's fruits that matter a lot to God. And understand that because it's a creator. When you invest in anything, you want to see fruits. No farmer goes to the farm. You plant the seed. You wet it. You grow everything for three years. You now come back. I should see the trees growing. So desire it and God will put it in your hands. Can we rise up on our feet? is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for four great services, 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. at The Good Land, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo David. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Global Impact Church. Think great.